a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. The Greenhouse Show on KSL News Radio. Caught me with a mouthful here. We were talking about yeah, the benefits. We of- needed to tell Eric to play more commercials so we could eat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was saying a minute ago that you know a couple of things uh, are fun about coming out. First of all, seeing old friends and, and listeners. Uh, the second thing is is uh, you get free food. And, and here at the Hidden Garden Tour, specifically at the Research Garden for yeah. Olson's Greenhouse, so if you purchase tacos. tickets, you get free street tacos. You do. Uh, two of them, actually. Free tacos. And they are tasty. Uh, you said... A minute ago, Kenton, you need to try the VIP. Is that the one? The VIP is delicious. It has um, cheese on the top, and it, it they, they cook it. It is to die for. So mm. it's uh, Tarikaso Street Tacos from Payson. And so come out. Uh, you get two free tacos for coming to the event. We also have half-price churros and free drinks. So yeah. everybody that's here gets gets that. Kenton Phillips with us. Uh, Brian Lloyd w- was with us earlier. I could sense the excitement for Brian, and I'm sure for you, too, that you get to share this with people for the first time. You know, this is the first time we've actually done it, and I don't know if we actually knew what to expect. Brett, Brian had to go to his home. His home is in the, in the, in the garden tour, so I got to fill in for him and talk a little bit different but uh, than what than what he normally talks about but for the first time it's it's been great for us yesterday we had uh, almost 400 people we anticipate that more today and one of the things that we really like to to showcase here at our at our garden is many of these trials that we have going on that we've talked about throughout the morning most of these will not make it to market for various reasons mm. uh, a couple of them uh, specifically we have one over here it's called helicritchum which is great because doTERRA uses it in their oils. Really? And it's a great, good-looking plant. It's, it's kind of uh, spindly, and, and, and uh, Ton knows the better word than yeah, I do. And the, they, it's uh, got a great texture. It does have a great texture. I know some of them are known for their longevity of their flowers yes. on them. Uh, the old one from the 90s was Bikini Mix, and we've moved past that one, but... Those are really nice plants. Yeah, this is a little a little silver one. The problem with that is it takes about two good years to get a good growth on that, and economically it just doesn't work for us. People for don't Olson's. want to wait that long. Well, and for us, for Olson's Greenhouse, economically, to, to put that in the market, it just doesn't work. Another one that we grow uh, that we're trialing out here, uh, it's one of the best-looking ones that the breeders liked, that Home Depot liked, and then when we went to try to source it, we couldn't actually get the, the plants uh, sourced. We could get it from the breeder, but we couldn't get a mass, a mass production. So we're talking a little bit about why plants don't make it to market sometimes. They're gorgeous, but there's lots of reasons. You know, like, you know, in your greenhouses, you have to be able to know how much every square foot is worth dollar-wise. Correct. And if you're 
to grow something for two years, you either have to charge a lot of money for it or you don't grow it. And so that's one reason. So what are some other things that you've seen that take these potentially beautiful flowers and just say, you know, we're not going to use that? Well, we we actually have a couple over here. Uh, over in the, in the middle section towards Kevin Costner's restrooms that just <laughs> that just uh, fade out over they they don't they don't keep the color they just start to fade right um, a couple others that just don't uh, keep the flower it doesn't bloom long enough or whatever um, but you're finding that they're if they underperform you don't send them to market correct correct and we so don't just throw it in because somebody put a flag in it or the the buyer liked it or a breeder you know was going to give us a discount yes, on it or whatever and this is something unique because when you a lot of people assume when they walk into Home Depot and buy plants that somebody in San Diego has this plant mix for the entire west that might fit San Diego and Portland but doesn't work here but you are locally sourcing these to ship to the Home Depots, you've trialed them for the West, and you know that when you buy Olson's um, plants at the Home Depots and other locations, that they are actually going to work in the Intermountain West. And and this gives me great comfort, and I'm sure for our listeners out there, too. Maria knows much more about flowers than I do in all the years I sat here next to you, but I learned vicariously along the way. I always joke that my my job as the host or the co-host of this show was to kill things so that uh, Ton could actually bring them back to life. But uh, you know if you're buying at Home Depot, you're buying Olson's Greenhouse and that it is going to have the best opportunity to thrive at your house. Correct. And also, we talked earlier, you're getting the newest, the latest, the greatest, um, most modern plants out there, whatever it is, right? Trends change, just like homes change. And so we get the things first to market, and then the small little mom and pop, the small little nurseries, they get it about the next year. Hmm. But the things that we're putting in the market, are right out of the gates. Yeah. So one, I wanted ahead. to ask real quick, besides Home Depot, where can you find Olson's products? So we sell Home Depot, all the Intermountain West, uh, Walmart, all the Intermountain West, and then into Costco, uh, a little bit of Sam's Clubs, Costco and Sam's Clubs, a little bit of annuals, and then some, uh, some poinsettias. But our two big hitters really are Home Depot and Walmart. Yeah. And here's the other thing. I want to make sure every time we talk about it that uh, you know this is part of your job today. If you're coming out to enjoy the Hidden Garden Tour here at the Research Garden, you're helping to decide what might be the next big thing. So they give you these sprinkler flags as you come in, and you decide which of these planters, which of these pots actually caught your eye. And uh, if it garners the most flags throughout the uh, garden tour chances are it may show up at a home that, depot or true. walmart near that's you. true we've seen some where the 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 buyer has actually come out and said this is the ones we like and the flags that are in that are the the big hitter the big winners are not the ones that the buyer actually chose it's fun to be watch. it's fun to watch ladies and and gentlemen walk around and decide where they're going to put their flag and actually go pick it up and move it to some other one because they found a better one. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a lot of fun today and a beautiful day to do it, too. The weather's perfect. Hiddengarden.org or just come see us here and you'll find out more about it. Get some maps. You can pick them up at the Research Garden here for Olson's. We're at uh, 350 West, 200 South, and your admission gets you a couple of free street tacos that are just yummy. All right, Ed, are you still on the line in Lehigh? If you are, thanks for your patience and uh, go ahead with your question. Hi, Tim. Yeah, hi there. Yeah. Uh, I've got a rhubarb plant that's uh, only two years old, and this year uh, it's got red splotches all over the leaves. 
Um, I'm imagining it's some kind of a fungus, but I, I don't know what to do with it. USU has a rhubarb fact sheet that you can look up common problems of rhubarb. I don't know if you've looked that up yet, but uh, there is that out there. And it is common for rhubarb to get a few different uh, diseases. There's one called red leaf spot that is out there that you could have. How long has the rhubarb been in the ground? Uh, this is its second year. Okay. Take some pictures of that. And what city do you live in? Lehigh. Lehigh. So take some pictures and email them to gardenhelp at usu.edu. Now, does okay. it happen to, does it seem to be spreading? Yes. Even on the new leaves, after they've been on for a little while, I notice they're starting to get splotches also. Okay. Yeah, I would take a look um, on that and see what you can see as far as getting, you know, those pictures in. Now, on your rhubarb, just to cover some other things, how often are they being watered? Uh, three times a week for 10 minutes. Okay. And that, with how cool it's been, that might be a bit much. And so okay. I would maybe back off a little bit. And then sure. also, do you have mulch around them? Are, are they in sunny locations or what? Uh, uh, it, th- uh, they get sun pretty much the entire day and okay, there's good. no mulch. Okay. And then do they are they in an area with good air circulation? Uh, yes. Okay. Good. Now, when you go out and look at the leaves, can you rub off? the red splotches is there anything in there that you could rub off no okay so i'm just trying to figure out there's a rust fungus out there that can get on them also and uh so i'm probably going to need you to email some pictures over to garden help and that's garden help at uh, usu.edu and okay. email those pictures in and take a look at our rhubarb fact sheet to see if you can find anything that might match up there too. But once those diseases get into rhubarb, sometimes they can be a little bit interesting to get rid of and you may need to replant. I'm hope that isn't the situation. Me too. <laughs> I hate to lose it. Yeah. So take a look at that because there's not a lot of common diseases. There are a few fungal diseases out there. Email those pictures in and we'll go from there, okay? Okay. Sounds great. Thank you for your help. Thanks for your call and your patience today on the Greenhouse. Uh, Let's take our break here, shall we? And we'll have a little bit more time on the other side. Larry's in Mapleton. I know that call is holding. We'll take a look at the text. We'll finish things up with uh, Kenton here and uh, give you one more shot at learning what you are in for today with this Hidden Garden uh, tour that's ongoing from Springville to Santaquin. There's a bonus garden, too, by the way, that is in holiday. We understand will also be open tomorrow. You can find out more at hiddengarden.org. So a break, and we'll come back and finish out the greenhouse next. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, 
but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back. Final segment, and we understand uh, we've got to uh, sneak out at five before the hour, so we've only got about nine minutes here to finish out. I do want to spend some time with Kenton, but I also want to make sure that Larry gets his question asked uh, with Ton here in Mapleton. Larry, jump in. We'll squeeze you in. Nice to have you. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, two questions, actually. Uh, one, I have about a 10-year-old apricot tree, and uh, one of the main limbs... Half of it is just dying. It's like it's not getting any water to the uh, leaves or the fruit. Everything is shriveling up. Do you see any gumming on the branches leading to that portion of the tree? Gumming? Yes. No. It just, uh, the bark looks a little black is all. Okay. If that limb looks dead, take a knife and carve it into the bark on a really shallow angle. And if the bark is not red underneath, I would go ahead and just prune that limb out of the tree. Look for mm-hmm. borers and things in there. I'm hoping there isn't a disease in the conductive tissue to where you can get they can get into the roots and into portions of the trunk, and they'll clog the conductive tissue so that that portion of the tree doesn't get any nutrients. And so if you don't see sapping and gumming that would be especially if there's no boreholes that would be the most likely cause is that the tree has been impacted at least a portion of the roots by a disease that's gotten into the roots so another question nobody the neighbors haven't put down a ground sterilant on the other side of your property line you haven't nothing like that i haven't i'm not aware of anything okay if the neighbors don't do not have a driveway along there it's probably not the situation i did need to check so what's going on with your lawn well it has a bad case of mushrooms i got hundreds and hundreds of mushrooms growing in it well the mushrooms have been especially bad the last couple of weeks and we've had a combination of monsoonal moisture and cooler temperatures which is ideal for mushrooms And so if you have a lot of thatch in your lawn or tree roots that you've cut down trees and they're still under there and decomposing, those are the major things that will bring mushrooms in. And their spores are airborne, and so there's nothing you can put on the soil to prevent them. And even though the mushrooms are on the surface, the vast majority of the entire organism is underground, usually deep enough that a fungicide won't get rid of them. And so all you can do is dry the lawn out a little bit, maybe back off on irrigation temporarily and rake them off and throw them away. But as we get hotter, they should diminish. Okay. So if if I leave them on the top of the grass, they'll... Oh, that'll be worse in the future? No, it's just if you have pets or kids that out there, you hate to have somebody eating them because you only have about a one in three chance that they're edible. Oh, okay. All right, well, I don't eat mushrooms anyway, so. Well, that's all good. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Thank you very much. 
Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Uh, let's get one more text in here, if I can, before we uh, talk with Kenton. Uh, I live in Mona, which is not far from here, where we are in Santa Quin. We have very rocky soil, it says, and then I, I lost it. Um, we've got trying little... to get it back. Yeah, there we go. Let me back it up a little bit. <laughs> We've got a lot of text coming in. There we go. Uh, how picky do we need to be with collecting all these rocks before we lay down soil? I, If they're on the surface, get rid of them. Unless when you lay down, if you l- love a rock in your back, uh, otherwise rake them off. You know, I I had a sacrificial rototiller when I installed my lawn because my soil is really rocky. And I rototilled four or five inches deep. And then I took three or four times going through it and just raked every rock I could get off, leveled it, and then put the sod down. Mm. All right. Uh, and it may be different in every situation. It I could. Mean, if how big's the rock? Yeah, if they're too big, and we don't usually recommend this, but they may need to get three or four inches of topsoil, cover the rocks, and then put the sod or seed on top of that. And one more here. Our beautiful red Japanese maple took a big hit during our winter. Can we use one application of Osmocote to help it push its leaves? Any fertilizer would work. Or Osmocote is great if they had some lawn fertilizer and the trees in the ground, three, two or three teaspoons or a tablespoon or maybe two tablespoons of lawn fertilizer as long as it's not weed and feed would be fine too. All right, let's finish out here with uh, Kenton Phillips. Uh, from Olson's, and what a day this has turned out to be. The crowd has been streaming into this location, and I hope it's the case, too, at the other uh, locations of the Hidden Garden Tour that's happening from Springville to Santa Quin. Just had a text from somebody saying they were having a hard time getting on the site at hiddengarden.org. I hope that's not the Last case. night, I think there were a lot of people hitting it. it. I refreshed three or four times, and it went right in, but when I first accessed it, I had a little bit of trouble, but see if you can get there. If you can't get on to it, come Come to the Santa Quinn location and get your tickets here. And just pay at the front entrance, and you can do that, too. Yeah, the price is the same. Yeah. Yes, the price is the same, so it doesn't matter. You can purchase them online. If you're having problems, you can actually come here uh, to start the tour. There's also a, a starting tour uh, location in Santa Quinn as well. But can I just thank your listeners, those that call in, the patients? We appreciate that. I know I listen to the Garden Show every week. And I know you have your loyal, those who always call in. And and so we're grateful that we've been able to take so much time here. We appreciate that. Well, we're grateful you've opened up, uh, pulled the curtain back a little bit today here at the uh, Research Garden. There's a real practical reason why you guys do this. And this will kind of tell the story without... Uh, you know, giving it all the background information. But there are parts of this research garden that you don't necessarily want pictures taken. Yeah, so we we have some exclusivity with some of our breeders. The breeders have exclusivity on their, on their plants, on their trials, on other things that's not out in the market yet. And so there are some areas of our, of our garden that we cannot... Uh, have pictures taken because it's still in the in the propagation trial. Not program. released to the public, proprietary it, things, but there are a lot of areas you can yes. take pictures. Yep. But please be mindful of that and respect the growers' wishes and requirements. Correct. So we have a lot of things. You'll see combos. You'll see individual plants. Uh, none of the anything that is in our trial garden this year is not in the marketplace. Now we've talked briefly about some varieties, some some shades, different different things like that, but nothing is actually in the marketplace right now. You can you were looking at one. Uh, we have two lantana pots right here, and then the third one in uh, with the uh, Mori King of Hearts. Mm. 
uh, that's actually right there that's uh, that's new. And it's fun to see what people are actually selecting as their favorites. We have one over on the corner about midway down that has the Remarkable uh, Petunia that Brian talked about earlier in the season. Yeah, they're gorgeous. That's also in with a White Salvia. Uh, so we have white salvia, we have some different petunias, but that actual combo is actually not in the marketplace yet. In the 30 seconds we have left, uh, we just need to let you know that your admission here also gets you a couple of free tacos. The churros are going to be up and running in a little bit. Uh, and and the biggest thing is the $500 shopping spree in our greenhouse and also a, uh, a guided tour that we will give to you. Um, our, our facility in Salem is amazing. And you come there, and you'll be in awe. And don't forget, uh, when you purchase your plants from Home Depot, you are getting the latest and the greatest. We're out of time. Tom, thank you. Thank you. Again, it's HiddenGarden.org or in Santaquin here, 350 West, 200 South. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.